Because you're going camping, mate. It's not because of free or shit. <laughs> oh, it's a good. Hey, it's not a bad time to go off the grid. Nah, it's not all. It's not you all. You always tend work. to go away right when we turn to poo. <laughs> you did uh, this last year too. It's a winter. It's a winter thing. It's the up north thing. It's to go find some sun. It's been pretty wet. Well, the last couple of weeks turned a bit wet and miserable. So yeah, up chasing the sun, mate. Yeah, right. whatever, mate. <laughs> camping, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, not a big fan of camping, but what we, uh, well, I mean, not a big fan of the Ruse and Fremantle on the weekend either. No, no. And if I was at that game, I probably would have wanted to go far north as well, out of radio sight. I would, I'd want to be hearing the next game over like radio waves or whatever. Remember that last time when you're on a boat and someone just told you the radio wave score? We got pumped by Hawthorne. Oh, that's and right. I was like, the game's over. And so went on the two-way and just like put it over the camp and was like, does anyone have a, because um, no reception, does anyone have an AFL score? And he's like, are you a Hawthorne or Dockers fan? And I was like, Dockers. And he's like, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> just keep fishing, mate. Yeah, I think we got done by like 100 points or something. Or well, we got fairly smoked. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. And that's when Hawthorne no. was bad. Ugh. Anyway, let's jump into it, Juddy. Give me the uh, give me the scoreline. So eight ten fifty eight to twelve fourteen eighty six, which looks quite generous uh, to us. However, we were three points down with about I think about ten or twelve minutes to go, possibly. And then we got blown away. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. But yeah, we it wasn't good. So. When Frio, I think um, Brad Scott said this, and I thought it was amazing. So Frio kicked their first goal after the Roos had kicked six behind. So when Walters kicked our goal, and it was one goal, zero, six, to zero goals, zero goals, six, six. And Brad Scott goes, well, it's not ideal when the other team kicks their first goal to even the score, is it? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a pretty good way to put it. Um, and I was, I think I was talking to Ducky at the time. It was like the biggest dockery quarter by the Kangaroos. That was a Dockers yeah. quarter, their first quarter. Yeah. For them to be down a quarter time after having like, you know, nine or ten shots on goal and kicking one goal or however many they ended up kicking. Um, Man, they, I was um, like, we are on here. We're going to be the non-Dockers out of this, this, uh, contest. Yeah, they started really well. We, um... I'm not sure what happened to the, the kick-in coach or whoever whoever's in charge of organising kick-ins. Um, mate, at one point, they should have just gone back to the old-fashioned huddle. Just everyone meet in the middle. Oh, mate. How about just kick it straight out of bounds? Because they're going to get a shot back on goal anyway. At least make it a hard shot on goal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible leaving... <clears throat> terrible from um, 
yeah, once they kicked those behinds and turned it over, we just, you know, and we had so many, well, like you said, we had six shots to get it right, and we weren't. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were killing us. And it was just, it was just that classic start where you're like, oh, good Lord, we're like, there's mm. you know nine players out there that are awake and nine that are asleep and then kangaroos had 18 players that were hot ready to go i don't know how it works but um we're pretty good at coming out like that these days it's like they it's like they do meditation before they come out or something and they're all real sleepy yeah it was, it was a slow start but we kept like you got to do you they, we did we kept ourselves in the game and we made the most of our opportunities to um which was good to stay in the game. So the first quarter, I was like hopeful that maybe we could wrestle back the momentum. Um, but yeah, let down throughout the game. Um, and I think mostly moving for like rebounding off half back, like the connection between, and we just fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, for a while, I thought for once things are going our way and not kangaroo, not the opposition's way. Um, but I, I think that only takes you so far. And often what happens when it happens to us is that, you know, we have the run of the play, we don't get any goals, but then the momentum swings. Um, yeah. And then we stop playing well and they start playing well, whereas this just didn't really happen in this game. Well, it was pretty close for most of the game. Like, it was going, like, one or two goals up, one or two goals up the other way. You know, it was within an, it was within a goal for quite a long time. Um, but really, it was weight of numbers of clean players um, marks, lack of fumbles, you know, hit targets, those sort of things, that after a while, Ruse were taking marks, hitting hand passes, not fumbling. We were fumbling it, then missing the target, then dropping the mark. And that eventually it's just going to kill you. And then all it took was their two key forwards to kick a goal each or whatever it was, Brown and um, what's his name, the old dude. Um, but, yeah. It, it, it wasn't ideal and it was a pretty flat finish I was watching with a couple of mates after watching every game for the afternoon and um, yeah definitely definitely ruined the, the afternoon I thought that there were a few really good things out of it which um, and you know a few shining lights or a few um, you know that will be positives in a few weeks so our better players were Fife and Mundy who Obviously, one the two of our best players, yeah. Langdon, um, <clears throat> who's our up and coming player, Luke Ryan, who is yep. twenty two, I think, or twenty one, um, Hamling, who's a trades in his second year, um, under thirty games, under forty games type thing, yep. um, Brayshaw, Chera, and Banfield, <laughs> who are in the first year, and two of them are eighteen, one's just turned twenty, I think. Banfield just turned twenty. Um, and then a few of our worst players were Daniel Pierce, Ballantyne, Matera, who's 26. He's obviously a recruit, but he's 26 years old. Um, Johnson did like one or two good things and a few bad things. So our better players were the guys that we know will be there next year. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them were guys that will be there for you know another 10 years nearly. So um, in you know Ryan, Langdon, Hamling. Brace your chair up, Banfield. So, I don't know. There's a lot of positives to take out of it. And The chair, yeah. I thought chair was really good. Like, really clean. Easily um, the cleanest player we had on the field, including Monday. Yeah. Yeah, including my, And he was great. 
a bit disappointing to see uh, Banfield give away a few of those 50s. I think it was him on Higgins that was getting into the... Yeah, like look, there was... No, there was one where... I think he got Rick, a little bit into his own tagging game, like thinking he needed to rough them up yeah. when really... Like, I thought he was... Those off-the-ball free kicks are killing us. Like, McCarthy was having a shot on goal from yep. 40 metres out, and we give away a free kick. Yeah, just reverse And they it go end-to-end. I don't know if they and, got a goal. I think they got a point. But it was like, oh, my God. Like, can you guys just chill out until he finishes his kick on goal? We're the only team to give that kick away. And it's, you know, players like that, like, that was, I think it was a turnover, and we just had numbers up forward. And, and finally, McCarthy, he just gets a break. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's, like, a bit down and out, and he gets a break. Like, a, finally, he's, like, a cheap entry where someone doesn't kick it over my head. Or, you know, it's just a cheap inside 50 mark that he gets. So he's just like, oh, sweat. And then they just turn. That's really... I just, it's bad right. on so many levels, but that was... It was, that was my dockery point. as fuck, wasn't it? Oh, I thought Hill, Hill was really down, Stephen. Hill was really down, and then I thought he was good in like the last quarter or maybe the last quarter and a half, but now he's done a quarter yeah. again, so he's out for a few more weeks. Wilson was Wilson was down. Wilson had 14 um, touches. That's well down for him. Do you, reckon, do you reckon it was just wet weather and he's a more of a you know rebounding, drier weather footy player? Or uh, do you reckon maybe it was just an off game? Like he's been pretty good. Like I don't, I don't. He has he's twenty three or whatever. So I don't <laughs> care that he has a bad game every now and then. Matira stubbed his right toe really bad, so that's probably why he didn't play that well. What? Because um, he couldn't use that foot. Yeah, did, well, he must have. Did he, he must stub have his something. right right toe in the preseason? Because I haven't seen him do a right foot kick yet. Mate, he has his right foot drop punt in left foot banana. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Oh the my guy that. <laughs> yeah. The guy that quickly hooks out to the left so he can do a banana rather than take the right foot. Um, um, Ballers, mate, Ballers, one one tackle, 10 possessions, goes to ground. I reckon he went to ground more times than he got near the football. or Sorry, more times than he touched the football. So if he got 10 touches, I reckon he went to, went to ground 10 to 15 times. Um, I don't know how many times he has to end up. Like, why is he our deepest forward? Oh, like, it kills me as well. Don't you worry about that. I don't understand why. I could understand him playing if he plays in a role that's better. So I feel like can he be the picks. second deepest forward, and the deepest forward is someone that's more than four foot five tall? If I see him running back with the fly to get, he just it's like if you're defending him, it's like all right, he's running back to he's gonna he's just gonna run back to golf. He's not gonna lead up, take a mark fifty meters out, and if he does, he can't kick that far anyway. Yeah. So like. He's just going to run back, and then he just like he just gets towered over, and he just goes to ground, and he's not. I don't understand why Kirsten. I mean, why can't Kirsten play that role? I wish Kirsten could come in and either play Johnson's role or forward. Like while we've yeah. got, while Cox is there with McCarthy, I think McCarthy needs two other forwards. So I think um, we we probably need Kirsten in the team, at least for his own chance to have a crack and be either back or forward. Because like, Kirsten should be pretty hungry now. He's played a fair bit of waffle this year. Um, and it might be like Tabner last year, how he played a lot of waffle. Um, yep. I'd love to give him a crack and just say, all right, mate, we're playing uh, Collingwood this week. Their forwards and their backs, you know, like, you know, they've got Mason Cox who... Is Mason Cox playing? No, yeah, he only got a, he only got a fine, I think. So Mason Cox, is Darcy Moore still playing? I'm not even sure. I need to check. Um, but they don't have that tall a forward or back line. So Kirsten would be a fine as a medium forward or back. 
just give him a crack. Um, I think Cox still continues to develop. He's only 19, which I found out this week. Um, so he dropped a lot of marks when North took a lot of marks, but I think that's because Jared Waite is 35 and he's played, you know, nearly 150, 200 games. Ben Brown is 26 and, you know, is a Coleman medalist. And Cox is in his 12th game, or whatever it is. Well, Cox, should, <laughs> Cox still should have kicked two goals. He had that belter where he missed it. From, so, you know, he could have finished the game with two goals. No, no, no. Which... I, no, no and you, don't get me wrong. I think his promise is amazing. Yeah. But he dropped a few marks because he's a 10-game player in the wet. Yeah. And, you know, probably just needs to develop a lot more. So we need to persevere with him because I think he could really become either end of the ground a clunking player. Um and, and could be that person that we need to either be the third tall uh, down back or even, you know, a fill-in forward until Taberner gets back. Um, there are a few things that I picked out as key moments in the game, and not all of them are Frio positives, but um, I think they're all, like, key points in the game. So Walters maybe four or five times clearly played for a free kick. There was one on the flank yeah. where he just threw his head back and like threw his body and then the Ruse just ran out of the defence with it. The umpire was having none of it. And that and, and he does it multiple times a game. Whereas if he, he just tried to do what he did, like he did when he ran and socketed it once and then socketed a goal, if he just tried to do those sort of things, the Eddie Bet style things every time, he's going to you know be an All-Australian player. But he plays for those free kicks way, way too much. Yeah, he loves playing for the... <clears throat> I think there were a few one-on-ones where he went a bit soft, played for free kick. I don't like him doing that because I just, I just think at the end of the day, you're probably going to get knocked out or injured. Well, um, I feel like at the least he's going to turn the umpires off giving him a free kick. And at the most, yeah. he's costing us a goal or getting injured. So just just play the ball. Like he, He's such a dynamic player when he plays the ball. And he looks yeah. like such a an idiot when he doesn't um the handling non-free kick i think is just a really bad non-decision that you know it's not the umpire's you know, the umpire's not biased or anything like he just missed a free kick but it was just a crucial free kick mate and, that and was it, yeah that was bizarre it was it was bizarre and it's what it's no different to a free player missing a goal from 10 meters out you know directly in front um it's the same sort of a, a, a like a howler um, so it's just really un- it's really five, unfortunate like... of when it happened and then North get a goal straight after. It just sucks. What, what do you mean about five? The five one where the, the high fend off. Even yeah. that one stunk it up for me. It's like... Yeah. It's like... It, it, when I saw that again, I went, oh, yeah, he did get him in the head. Um, but, you know, a lot of the time, players, that doesn't get paid. I don't know. I don't think that free kick cost us the game per se but it definitely was not ideal given that it was in a crucial time in the game and North kicked a goal directly from the non-paying of that free kick so yes it definitely impacted the game in a very large degree in a crucial time but there were many things that also could have changed the impact of that free kick had Frio not been spuds earlier in the game so it's not that that was the only thing you know, that's different to a game where everything's been so tightly contested and then there's a shitty free kick at the end. It's like, no, that's not how this game deserved to be played out. This game was almost the opposite. It was like all these shitty things happened at the start yeah. and then there was a bad free kick at the end. So, 
yeah, I, I'm not too torn about that, but it would have been nice for that to be paid. <laughs> um, a few other things. So, Jono, there was a contest where the ball was running like back towards the ruse goal, and Jono comes in to contest against, I don't know, like Ben Brown or someone. And instead of trying to contest or knock it through, he just like fell over. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure they got a goal out of it. I was just thinking like, good Lord, like just stay on your feet for one and just don't overcommit. And, and he had, that was where he just had to kill the contest. Yeah, like pretty he, much. he was five metres out and they were on the boundary. Like he just yeah. had to keep his feet and just keep the ball in between the two of them. And instead he just got palmed off and they just got an easy goal. Yeah. Like he just had to put the ball, he put the ball half a metre in front of him and went to ground instead of just like giving it, you know, it doesn't have to be deliberate, but put him like, on the boundary or do anything. Mate, like... there is so much that can be said for corralling people because, like, if you just trap someone, you don't overcommit, but you just slowly encroach on their space, you end up making them do something silly or they have to do something mir- yeah. miraculous. Whereas if you overcommit, yeah, like, one out of five, you might do a miraculous smother, but four out of five, you're going to miss and they're going to run around you and then suddenly it's a two-on-one. So all you need to do sometimes is just stop and make them make a decision and then you pressure that decision. Uh, it, it's sort of, I don't know, it's it, it's it's almost like the freer players get too desperate and they start trying to dive everywhere and then they're all going to ground and suddenly the guy's just like, well, I'll just nip through here and kick a goal. It's, yeah. yeah, speaking a lot to Jono's form though. Oh, yeah. Well, post-game when Lyon said, what's going to happen now is we're going to double down on the kids, meaning that rather than trying to strike the balance, he's going to just put more in. You'd think, yeah. you'd think that Daniel Pierce, Ballantyne and him are the three he's talking about. Because Mundy, yeah. Mundy can't go anywhere. Mundy's like crucial to the team working at the moment. And Sanderland's when Fitz, the only ruckman we've got that can compete. So, well, that's had a chance to compete so far this year. So... I think um, those three are, are going the way of Sheridan, Sutcliffe, and Lee Spur, you'd think, in terms of um, on the outer. Um, the final thing is a really big positive, was Langdon, we already mentioned it, but Langdon's chase down, I've watched that like mm. maybe six or seven times. So he starts inside 50, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> keeps chasing like off like maybe a short kick and then hand passes and a run. And then just hunts the player when he gets the handball received, takes him down, and then ends up taking the kick. And he doesn't even he doesn't even look that burnt. Like he's just run 120 meters at sprint, chasing the footy, which is a hard thing to do. Um, and then he's like ready to go again. So I think well, I don't know. Langdon's fast becoming um, one of my favourite players to watch. He's gonna he to me is developing into like a a, a little Lockie Neal. Like he seems just. Um... To me, I reckon he's almost better than Stephen Hill at the moment. Uh, yeah, just the way like he moves, the way he, his disposal, like yeah, he's more just of a so winger than a, lot, than a Lockie Neal. But I know what you mean, like just a, a bit of a smooth mover. Yeah. Um, um but he's oh. getting he, he's had a lot of games over twenty touches in the last few weeks. Mm. Um, but that tackle shows that his work rate both sides of the ball is like elite, and. I think if he keeps going, then he's going to be, you know, probably our up-and-coming player of the year, if not, you know, you know, top five in our doig. Yeah, well, he's 
he's got out him him and our boy Luke Bryan, I think. Uh, and Luke Bryan was the other one, yeah. Yeah, the movers and shakers, so and playing some real consistent footy. And they're both, you know, twenty two, twenty three. I actually, um, I'll get it up. I did a. It's in my dot talk file on my computer. Hang on. Um, I did an age list of Frio. Give me one sec. Frio versus um, the Roos on the weekend. They were 25.9 to 26, and we were 25.2 or something years old. But we had Michael Johnson, yeah, who's she... 34, nearly 34. Daniel Pierce is 32. Matera, who's 26. Bellas, who's th- 31 this year. And Sandy, who's 36 this year. Um, and then, so say we hot swap a few of them in. Um, so who I put in was Hughes, Big Ape, Dooman, Gyro, and Tom North. Not that all five will come in, but, you know, say they do. Our average age goes to 23, which I think is just where we want it to be at the moment. Let's have a year of an average age of 23, and Mundy's the only guy over 30 that plays. Fife's 26, Wilson, Hamling are 25, Walters is 27, you know... <laughs> Apart from yeah, that, I everyone's Finney, 20, 20 or slightly over. If if they're not going to get it done, then that's it's kind of where... And it's good that Ross said it afterwards. That's probably what we're alluding to, that if you've got to give the seniors a chance to do it. Like, Jono, if they're, if they're winning games, you know, you do have to give them the opportunity to do it, but there's no point in keeping them in, you know, how many chances do they get? Well, in Lions' defence, we were four and three, were we? Yeah, yeah. And then we've lost now, the last three against the Eagles, and then we were away, and, and then we've lost this one, against Sydney, and then this one. So we were four and three. So we were like, you know, in the top 10 teams. <laughs> and yep. then he's only played a couple of those older guys, bringing in Daniel Pierce and... Um, uh, who do you bring in? Daniel Pierce and Johnson was probably the tricky thing. Like, it's like you brought in two 30-plus dudes into a rebuild and now we're down, so you look like a goose. So now yep. he's got to then drop them again um, and, and get it back towards kids because you just yeah, there's so many, many more excuses if you're playing those kids. Um, and, you know, we, don't, we might get as frustrated with a loss or poor effort, but we won't be like, oh, my God, we're playing, you know, five dudes over 30, which we did, um, and we won't be getting angry with Bellas and all these people. Like, we were saying during the week, how much less angry do you get at people when they're not playing so how angry were we with spur last year <laughs> and have we spoken about spur once this year <laughs> Lee who? Well, exactly like we i've been, i wish him all the best like last year i think we wanted to like drive him out of town and same with Daniel Pierce when he was out for four weeks. We were like, oh, Daniel who? No, he was a pretty good bloke, wasn't he? And then this week he's back in and we're like, oh, what a what a jerk. Like, <laughs> So I think a lot of the critics, a lot of the critics' anger go away when you start playing the kids. Obviously, it's not foolproof. Carlton are playing a lot of kids at the moment and everyone's like, oh, good Lord, like what is happening over there? But I feel like that the output of Gyro versus Daniel Pierce will be very similar. Yeah. The, the output of Dooman versus Johnson will be very similar. The output of Ape versus, oh, I don't know, Sandy 
in terms of tap work, probably won't be similar, but in terms of around the ground, probably will be, you know, in Ape's favour. So might not be that different. <laughs> so let's, I don't know, have a little bit of a look and see how the kids go to fill in those, those shoes. And then we'd be a little bit more happier taking a 30, 40 point loss with kids playing rather than with, you know, Daniel Pierce, Ballas, all these guys. It's going to be a massive week. Um, well, when teams come out, um, it's going to <clears throat> see if he puts um, money where his mouth is. You know, I hope he does, and I hope it means three to four of those five thirty pluses go out. Monday's the only one that should stay. Like Sandy needs a rest, and he's concussed. <laughs> Just play ape. Yeah, Sandy, Sandy and Monday four. are the only two plus thirty people that should stay on the list this year. Let alone like in the team. The rest of them should be delisted, regardless of consequences. Delist them. What are you giving me that? Well, we know what axe you're swinging and where you're swinging it. Um, we will we will wait and look forward to it. Um, I really do hope that you know maybe this isn't a turning point, but maybe it's you know clearing out the closet. And we'll, As Eminem we'll, would say. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out Thursday. But we should. We can dwell on it, keep going over it. But we should move on to more, slightly more positive. We just had twenty-five minutes on the game. That's pretty good for us. That's analysis, I reckon. Yeah. Wow. We haven't even had any beer stories yet. (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of, let's take this opportunity. So what we need is for our loyal friends slash. Oh, subscribers, yeah, supporters. supporters, we'll call them, um, our barrackers, such as number one, number two ticket holder, Cam Whitewood and Chris Spencer, and even Duck and Oz. I know Oz listens sometimes. Oz comments on the sound quality occasionally on um, the rain. <laughs> Mate, refreshingly low tech. Yeah, refreshing. well, it's very Keyword low tech. Refreshing. I can tell tell everybody that it's gotten less less. Um, complicated yeah less complicated more low tech in the last couple of weeks and the sound quality has improved so lesson learned win win but we cannot single handedly pick the team up and carry them on our backs you know it's hard to generate positivity without our loyal listeners you know getting around a few beer stories any gags you got from the game see anyone burning a jumper film it send it to us Uh, yeah definitely jumper burning ones because that went down well (laughs) And um, any any topics you'd like us to quiz people on, today's quiz should be pretty good. But uh, I think um, Ducky always comments on how much you have no idea about any Dockers history beyond like nah. prior to 2010. <laughs> nah, it's probably... It, nah, didn't it even know back. who Damien Drum was. Uh, vaguely. Like, <laughs> <coughs> don't remember his era. Mate, I've... I've nearly cancelled that out of my mind and I still remember him vividly. It doesn't come to the... Yeah, we, anyway, we won't dive into it. I'm not... You know, a few years to your younger, so missed that. You're four years younger than me, mate. Yeah, so I missed it. How'd you miss it? I wasn't watching. Yeah. <laughs> what were you busy doing? Crayons. <laughs> <laughs> you were born in 92, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, so in 2001 and 2, you were ten, or 9 and 10. So you were watching footy, mate. <laughs> Barely remember it. Yeah. 
No, nah, footy didn't come to until I was like 15, 16. Brett Peake, favourite player, had his number on my jumper. Did you? Um, Good number yeah, to have now. Mate. I hope you still have used, that jumper. He used to stream down the wing. Yeah, no, no, no. Good, great number. Do you have Do you have that jumper still? The Fife jumper? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. So I have a mate, a primary school mate, who I doubt listens to this, but he was a huge Dockers supporter. I think he lives in London or something now. His name is Andrew Shakespeare. And he had Stuart Anderson on his jumper, number six. And this was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And then Stuart Anderson, I think, played eight games for us. And his his highlight for us was kicking a goal from, you know, 45 out in the boundary against a team to seal the game. Like, we went from two to eight points and then we won the game. And then he only played eight games. I think it was one or two seasons max. And then Tony Modra came in. Stuart Anderson got dropped and Tony Modra took number six. So suddenly my mate had his favourite player, Tony Modra's number, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> he was like, that was amazing. <laughs> and I think you've pretty much done that with Brett Peak into Fife. Uh, look, nah, if I had it my way, they would have retired his jumper. <laughs> yeah. Did you follow him to St Kilda? Nah. Nah, not one bit. Um, <laughs> no, have a, was, but, should we have a punt, mate? Yeah, we'll move on to punting. Even though it's, it's becoming hard to hard to remember where we're at, I'm pretty sure when we went into it and reflected, I remembered that I bet on Hawthorne based on the um, Marvel comic gags. Yeah, that's so, fair. You did ask if they were playing at the MCU, and I said no, yeah. Marvel Stadium. Um, so I had Brisbane, which in the end they pushed uh, Sydney. Yeah, they man, they that last quarter was all they did everything except kick goal. They were yeah. they were more than I was watching that. It was Brisbane, a bad game, mate, actually. I'm really worried about when Brisbane come to Perth and play us. Like if it wasn't a five hour flight, I would be very worried that they're going to beat us. Um, and and if we were playing them here, I would be like locking us in for a loss. I reckon Brisbane would beat us. They're they're not a bad. They're like a hard to beat side this year. And it, Sydney is still. Questionable, yeah, Yeah. very questionable. Yeah, I I think Sydney is still in that unpredictable category, like good but unpredictable. Um, Yep. Eagles are in the category that are really good, which is unfortunate. Richmond are good most weeks. Um, Who else is good? Adelaide is good sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah, they're tough. Essendon is good one in four weeks. Melbourne, sorry, Melbourne's the other good team. Melbourne's been pretty good the last like six, seven weeks. Mm. Um, which is good to see. Uh, Melbourne are the free mantle of the Victoria, basically. Like, they have been dogged. That Their last flag was in, like, <laughs> 64 or something. And they've had so many, like, high draft picks, them and Carlton. Um, yeah. It's good to see them actually turn good. Um, but, yes, who are you going to punt on this week? Uh, a big part of me, I'm going to leave, I know who you're going to tip because there's a certain team that has a certain supporter travelling to watch them this week, um, which makes me believe you'll get around them. I'm going to switch. Should have gone them last week. Essendon at $3.25 against Richmond. Dream time um, at the G. I'll actually be yeah. in Melbourne next week, this weekend. Um, so I'm not going to get around Frio because I, <laughs> I don't trust. You're going to be there. Yeah, I know. I don't trust us. They've disappointed me too many times. So who I am going to get around is Geelong at three dollars ninety 
sorry, Gold Coast at $3.90 versus Geelong at their first game back at Metricon. Geelong, very iffy versus Carlton. Gold Coast had the week off. Um, first game at home. I hope they actually get like supporters there. There was a fair few Gold Coast. Like, there was the game I went to, Gold Coast versus Demons at the Gabba. There was probably six, 5,000 Gold Coast supporters there, which means if they get, you know, double that at their home ground in their home city, then they should have 10, 15,000 there, which actually sort of starts filling up Metricon. <laughs> I think it's only Does it make the news over there that it's the return of Gary Ablett? Is that anything? Is that going to get yeah, built yeah. up? Yeah, oh, well, I watch Fox Footy, so it's sort of everything makes the news. But um, I haven't read the papers recently, although Daily Cherry Evans or someone else in NRL is probably doing something else. <laughs> There's probably an NRL player that's like, um, you know, you yeah. know done, something, done something sexual harassment-wise that uh, is dominating the news. No, what's that? Bill, 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 Bill Slater. Slater. Billy Slater. Billy he's Slater playing retired. His, no, he's, he's playing his last Origin series, mate. Even I know this. Yeah, we well, live in the Queensland, the state of. In the yeah, in the heartland they call it. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, let's like now that we've moved through the punting, um, we've made fun of my Docker's knowledge. Uh, <laughs> we've got a we've got a quiz. Made yeah. fun of my people Docker's who played five games that I don't know. Five games. Oh no! No, sorry, no. You were making fun of me for that guy that only played. <laughs> anyway, no. Stuart the, Anderson. The, yeah, yeah. He's an ex North Melbourne player. Funnily enough. <laughs> you said last week that you've got the. Uh, I, I remember. Memory. No, well, I remember a lot of the players' numbers. Yes. No, you said you have a photographic memory, and it's oh. only built in tune with AFL Guernseys and the numbers <laughs> and the players' names. Yeah, well, I reckon the fans will know that that's actually false re- representation of what was said by the fans. The, I mean, is me, it Rain you and Man? Ducky. Is Rain Man the movie? Rain Man's the movie where there's an autistic dude that can guess, that can then count cards. Yes, and match well, sticks. Well, you, you can you considered yourself the Rain Man of AFL Guernseys. You know what was the most amazing thing about Rain Man is when he counted the matchsticks that were dropped. There was like he's like there's 98 matchsticks there, and it's like oh. That's way more impressive than counting cards. Like, people like us can count cards. <laughs> so the quiz this week, I've got, I've got six current day players. Current um, players? Oh, mate. What is that? What do you mean? Nothing. So six current players, six different teams. I'll give you the number. You the team. Get... You present of with any player. AFL player. Or yeah. just Dockers? No, no, any team. Yeah, cool, that's fine. Okay, ready to go? Yeah, ready. How rowdy no. are they? <laughs> Get ready. I'm ready. Number four from Geelong. Ah, number four from Geelong. So three's Parfit. Is four Ablett? Four is Ablett. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I thought, yeah. I wasn't. That You're was trying to bust me, one. weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Four used no, to be Mackie, hey? That's where I thought I might get you. Yeah. To be like, I was going to fully blow you out of the water for all the crap you've been giving me. <laughs> <coughs> Number 11 from Melbourne. Oh, Gorney. Big Gorney. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was my confidence booster for when I ripped you out of the water. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> Number 30 from Richmond. 
Uh, Conquer, Reese Conquer. Yeah, correct. Number two from Essendon. Uh, Big Bell Chambers. Far out. I thought I was going... You're going to get this one for sure. 35 (laughs) from Bulldogs. Oh, that's uh, Caleb um, Helmet Dude. What's his name? Yep. Caleb... Daniels. Daniels, that's right, yeah. Yep. Number two from Brisbane. Oh, that's the new kid, isn't it? Rayner? It's not Rayner, but he's new. Who's two? This was my... This was like... This is a hard one. Yeah. Well, this is this has played out how I also... What number's Rayner? Eight uh, or something. Mate, you're the one doing the quiz. You yeah. tell me. Um, Who is it? No, th- Luke Hodge. Oh, Hodge. Yeah, so I haven't watched... To be honest, I haven't watched any Brisbane games, particularly live, so I didn't know what number Hodge is wearing. But that's pretty cool. Got me. Mate, that's pretty good. Five out of six. Yeah. There's some good ones in there. Mate, feel free to pick historical right. ones as well. Randomly, I just can remember when what numbers people were. <laughs> what about if I randomly go through the Carlton side and I just pick some numbers because you've been doing so well, so we've got to try That's a, a hard side to pick because right. there's so many randoms. <laughs> What I'll do my go, best. No, nah, we'll go... Okay, I'll meet you in the middle. We'll go to Hawthorne. Uh, Hawthorne. I could probably get Hawthorne, yeah. All right, number 10. Oh, that's Amira. Number 18. Uh, that's Sicily, isn't it? No. 18. No, Segler. Yes, Segler. Yeah. Number 28. Oh, out. Oh, out. Who's that? Uh, really small. Kind of like a... Oh, yeah, yeah a little poppy. Yeah, <laughs> a little so, poppy. Gotcha. 16. Oh, that's um the winger. What's his name? Lewis. No, no, no. no. Sorry. Um, Isaac Smith. 19. Gunn. 22. Bruce. Last one. Number six. Uh, Mitchell. Nah, nah. Mitchell's number three. Oh, six... He's, I thought you would have got this one. He's, um, mate, to me, he's a bit of a, he's, uh, a bit of a douche. I thought six. So s- no, I'm out. Sicily. That's Sicily. Why do I think he was a bigger number? I hate Sicily, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said he's a bit of a douche. He's a huge douche, man. I can't believe I didn't get them. Oh, well. I don't know why they don't mate, get I, him this, I, told, I have this, a weird recall. I can get most of the numbers. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, man. That's I'm happy good. for you to test me most weeks, and I won't study or anything. Like I can just randomly remember most numbers. Oh yeah, I'm going to accuse you of studying it, Jody. If you're studying this behind <laughs> my back, that's cool. Do you that's, know how much I'm memorising this? <laughs> that's on you. So you probably proved it right. You are the Rain Man of the AFL. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fallible Rain Man. <laughs> um, All right, this week. Yeah, we looked at this week Collingwood at the MCG. Collingwood. Oh, pretty man, good form. Wish, oh, very good form, really. Um, especially up against us. I'm trying to trying to give a um, like a quick positive spin. Collingwood at eight, and they've won six and four. Um, I think the only thing is that last week. Let me have a little. Man, they pumped the Bulldogs after quarter time. That was a, like, that was insane. I was worried about that. That was on Friday night. So Collingwood have had a nine-day break, and yeah. we've had seven or like six, but like it's the seventh day. 
I'm a little bit worried about that break. Um, yeah, I watched Friday night, like, you know, sitting there watching it quarter time. I was like, I was pretty rowdy. I thought it was going all right. And then they just went bang. Well, I, I didn't see any of the footy on Friday night. All I saw, actually, I saw the last, the end of it. But all I saw was um, Solo, a Star Wars movie, <laughs> which was a great movie. So I highly recommend watching Solo to everybody. Oh, the new one. Yeah. I, I really fun. enjoyed it. There were some corny bits in it, but I really enjoyed it. And they brought in enough of the other storyline that everyone's like, you get a little bit excited when you match up the storyline, I find. You don't have to sell it to me. Mate, running through, just looking at Collingwood from the weekend, Adam Trelaw, two goals, two, 40 disposals. Hoskin Elliott, two goals, 18 disposals. Uh Adams, one goal, one twenty-six disposals. Phillips, one goal, one thirty-six disposals. Sidebottom, one goal, one twenty-four disposals. Langdon, one goal, twenty-nine. Pentelbury, one goal, thirty-two. You know Langdon's our Langdon's brother. Mm, yeah. I think that Collingwood have an unreal midfield, which fortunately for us we have a pretty good midfield, so I'm not too worried about that battle. But Collingwood have. A defence that's quite young and an attack that's quite, like, I don't know, their mids kick a lot of their goals. Um, well, they rely a lot on Jeremy Howe. Jeremy Howe, is it Stevenson? Does Stevenson play? He's there. He, so he was picked seven or eight um, in the draft, whereas we got two and five. So Jai, uh, Jai Steven, Jaden Stevenson um, is the guy with the heart problem that Colin yep. picked up. But he's on some drugs and he's fine. And, I tell um, you, yeah. You know what's going to be key to this? A bit of heart. Uh, yeah, that. But also, <laughs> Chris May playing midfield. Oh, good lord! Back I, line I hope he plays. Line. I hope he plays. It's like he had twenty touches on the weekend. He didn't kick goal. Um, seems like everyone else is kicking him. <laughs> That's unlike Chris May to not kick goal. Normally, <laughs> normally he kicks clutch goals. Um. But, uh, look, I think um, I think we might match up okay against... Um, the only problem will be if Sammy's out, we're going to get butchered in the ruck um, and we're going to need, like, a defensive mid-setup. Like, you know how normally we play to Sandy hit to us and if Sandy doesn't hit to us, then they're running out the other side with the ball? Yep. I really fear that if Sandy doesn't play that we're going to... Grundy's just going to be putting it down to people's throats and then running mm. off, and he'll probably have the ball and kick a goal as well because he's so athletic. So I'm a little bit worried. But I think in terms of changes, surely there's three or four changes, maybe five if Sam lands out. So we could see a lot of these kids come in. Ape surely coming in. Gyro surely coming in. But then there's a bunch of other ones that could too. Dooman was mentioned too, so that's probably the three. And then, you know, Hughes, Kirsten, North are other ones that could come in. It's just, it get, <clears throat> it's a game of stopping Chris Mayne from my mind. Um, oh, mate, just give him a shot from 15 out directly in front in a clutch he's named, time. And, he's you named know, forward pocket, but I think that's a typo. If the game turns to, like, an important patch, they should just, you know, get rid of the man on Chris Mayne and man up, like, the next dangerous player because... As soon as he gets the ball, he's going to miss it. You know, if it's an important goal, he won't kick it. So they if it should comes just. Down to <laughs> they're Chris Main. Looks... I reckon it's Chris Main knowledge. Like, 
Lions like, oh, well, I know Chris Mayne can't kick this important goal, so we'll just take his man and put him on the dangerous player. If it comes down to who looks the most prepared when they get a set shot, <laughs> yeah, Chris Mayne and um, Big Benny Brown, hands down. Mate, like, Benny Brown like, looks like he's just late because he's walking in real quick and then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, mate, he just goes, he does not Why stop. Does he, he takes so them up. And the best bit is he has to run the first, like, 20 metres. He's got to go back 40. So he yeah. takes a mark. You know, people take a mark and they get a bit, like, you know, bounce around, like, go a bit slow. Benny Brown's like, fuck. Runs, yeah. <laughs> like, Mate, I can't hang around for the TV crew. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to take the set shot. Yeah, Benny, Brown, Chris, Benny Brown's um, distance covered for the game is, like, highly, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> highly sure. inaccurate. Because it's most of it's in stop play of a mark. Chris Mayne's just like hyperventilating. Like, yeah, he is too. And then he still misses it. It's like, mate, just breathe quick. I don't know. Do the opposite. I don't I don't mind watching Collingwood these days. I think they've got a pretty good... Um, it's fun watching like Mason Cox. Um, so I like Sidebottom and Pendlebury. Jeremy Howe for that. They've got Barco as well. Um, I really like Sidebottom and Pendle- Pendlebury. I really hope we play chair up on Pendlebury. Just be like, this is you. You need to go learn. Um, and then Sidebottom, I don't know who we play on him, but he is just such a weirdly... He's like Dane Swan 2.0. Like, just yeah. doesn't look that athletic, balding, probably parties heaps, but is really, really good at footy. Like He's not the same as Dane Swan, but, you know, that's sort of a... You look at them and you go, how are you so good? And they're just really skillful. They're not that quick. But Kicks a lot of sozzies. You kick goals. like They're just clutch. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm really hoping that we get within 30, and mostly because I'm probably going to put a lot of money on it. I can't see us, I can't see us getting within five goals, um, unfortunately. The kid's travelling. We haven't travelled well. Unfortunately, it's disappointing. But it's at it's at Eddie Had. Oh no, it's not. It's at the MCG, isn't it? It's at the G, bro. I got the tickets. I'm in the I'm in the forward pocket. So unfortunately, we haven't lost at Marvel Stadium yet. So I yeah, mean, that's we've true. got a good record there. Um, do you reckon they'll call the MCG like the MDC? <laughs> oh, mate, they will. They will. They could offer like. $20 million to change the name of the MCG and they'd be like, no, it's tradition. It's tradition. No. No. Colonial no. St- no. To me, Colonial Stadium was tradition. Ugh. Um, Op yeah, the Stadium just... Optus Stadium was tradition for about four weeks and then it changed to, <laughs> to Optus Stadium. Sorry, <laughs> Perth Stadium was tradition and then it changed to Optus Stadium. Alright, well, summary of today's um, chat. We need more beer stories, topics from the boys, from the loyal listeners. And next week, Monkey is going camping and we'll get Ducky on for some quizzes. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Um, I'll have reception though, so I'll be able to listen. Yeah, um, we'll shout you out. I do look forward to listen to it. I go, it there's going to be a lot of teasing. Um, there'll be, there'll my, be a lot of camping my, teasing. I can already warn camping, you. And also like that, my lack of general knowledge for... Not players yet. who only played four to five games that suffered a, I don't know, something specific anyway. A dick injury on field. <laughs> All right, here's a quick pop quiz. <laughs> oh, no. What player that you 100% know their name 
um, they're from the before 2000 team, but what player was suspended for one game, I think it was one game, for taking a knee and having a pee on field during quarter time? Pre-2000? Yeah. He had curly hair, if that helps. Curly long McManus. Hair. No. Lee had curly hair, so that's a win for me. <laughs> Scotty Waters. <laughs> you remember Scotty Waters? Of course I remember Waters, but I do not remember him. Yeah, apparently he had a pee on ground. How well, good? When nature calls. Yeah, exactly. He didn't want to go off the ground to pee. All right, mate, well, on that note. On, yeah, the note that we planned on leaving it on. <laughs> the Scotty Waters note. All right, it's been... A absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks again for joining us. Hopefully, um, reconvene. Well, reconvene when Freo are six and six after your <laughs> camping trip. Okay, thank you, Matthew. See you, mate. Good night.